Welcome to Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Ryan Drillsma. This week, we're continuing our series on the coronavirus pandemic, and I speak to Catherine Liu, an American-raised Taiwanese national whose life was flipped upside down when she made the decision to travel back to Taiwan due to the pandemic. So I actually was born in Taiwan, but was raised uh, for most of my life in the States and would come to Taiwan maybe uh, once a year in the, the recent years, but um, not that I never really spent that much time in Taiwan. Okay. Uh, so, but I find, but I feel like I'm very culturally um, Taiwanese, Chinese, uh, just because I'm first generation in the United States. So if you don't mind me asking, what's your reason for being back in Taiwan now? And when did you come back? Uh, yes, yeah, so I this is I think this will be my longest time in Taiwan since um, being here when I was you know three or four years old. I, yeah. I, I did go to pre-K um, in Taiwan, but obviously have no recent memory of it. But uh, so the reason for me being here is um, well, I think there's a medley of reasons, but the main one is that my partner is French, and uh, after we met. Before COVID, yeah, um, in around uh, you know January, and then after COVID, you know everyone kind of lost their job. So he he is uh, he was working as an architect, mm-hmm. um, but because of COVID, they uh, his firm let go of everyone who was working there for less than a year. So uh, he was he suddenly had to go back um, by April thirtieth. So then I was scrambling. To find how we could, uh, you know, get back together, and mm-hmm. because you know him being in the United States was impossible, yeah. and uh, I can't go to Europe, uh, it's just impossible as well. So I was even looking into grad school in Germany, but that didn't work out. And then I said, you know, this is kind of crazy, but what if we all just moved to Taiwan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then, well, I was like, well, I could actually go to Taiwan anytime. Because um, I am national, and then you would have to uh, apply for the PVT. So that worked out, and then he he got the PVT around November. Uh, we flew to Taiwan, um, you know, beginning November, quarantine for two weeks. Now we're both be here for you know at least a year, possibly more. It was not in the plan. It was kind of decided upon, uh, you know, in less than a month, just to, just in terms of when we made the decision, yeah, finding out the answer and. Or the possible answer and make actually committing to it. So rather than just the the visa processes, was it COVID nineteen that impacted your decision to both move to Taiwan together? Um, yes, I mean, if it weren't for COVID, we would still probably both be in California um, uh, doing, you know, a, a normal everyday things. But because of COVID, like it just kind of forced us to make this um, decision that I've never enforced foresaw in my future until October last year. <laughs> right, okay. So has, has COVID impacted your career? And your? if you don't mind me asking, what does your uh, partner do now in Taiwan? Oh, yes. So um, he, he is still looking to be an architect, but um, just given the nature that we're in a different country, he figured it's best to learn Mandarin first. So uh, we're both taking courses at MTC and Sudaf. Uh, and um, I'm taking the one for uh, people who can 
uh, speak and listen, but can't read or write. And he's, you know, starting from So you've had experience living in the United States during the pandemic where it's affected thousands of people's lives there. How has your life been different since you've moved to Taiwan? Oh, COVID has impacted millions of lives in the United States. Yeah. Um, And obviously I'm one of them, but so much more on a limited effect. Uh, So so first of all... um, you know, it affected my uh, relationship and made me or uh, caused me to move to Taiwan. And then second of all, I also lost my job because of COVID. Right. Um, I, uh, I work as a UX UI designer designing web or websites and apps. And, you know, just because of COVID, people or companies really evaluate where their money should go to. So, yeah. Um, I lost my job because of it, but um, thankfully I'm working again now. Um, and, I mean, life in Taiwan is... I was, you know, I always feel like I am just very tired every day, uh, oddly enough, because I, I was, you know, basically stayed at home from mid-March, you know, March 15, when Los Angeles announced the stay-at-home orders. Yeah. I basically stayed at home from, you know, March 15 to November 7th, November 8th, when my, when my flight was in, in Taiwan. So I'm very used to the mindset of staying at home, Hunkery down, don't leave the house. Um, <laughs> uh, and then suddenly I'm in Taiwan where everyone is, you know, pushing about and is bustling. And I, oh. I, think, it's, I think it's very tiring, like a little, a little bit for me mentally. That's interesting. So it's difficult to get outside of that lockdown mindset almost. I think so. And if I'm having difficulty, I can only imagine what, uh, when others come out of the lockdown, what that will feel like. I think people are very excited, like, I'm going to go party and travel again. But um, uh, on the flip side, I don't think they know. It's actually really exhausting. <laughs> Getting back to real life. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's also that um, it, I was just thrown into uh, a faster pace of life. Um, I want to ask you specifically about your experience traveling during the pandemic and uh, what it was like flying from Los Angeles to Taiwan. Was it a scary experience? What were the protocols like in um, different airports that you transited through? Oh, yes. Um, it was definitely a little terrifying. Uh, I mean, I think I put the mental load on myself. I was, uh, by the time I left for Taiwan, I was living in Las Vegas with my mom. Yeah. Um, so I flew from Vegas to San Francisco, San Francisco being the hub of uh, transport to Taiwan. Um. And that flight from Las Vegas to San Francisco was a packed flight. And I, <laughs> until until that day, I've never been in such a small area with so many people. Yeah. Um, for you know the, the last like seven uh, months, you know, I was like, wow, this is this is quite a change, um, and I'm deeply uncomfortable. Uh, and you know, no seat was unfilled. Oh it wow! Was, yeah, no, you know. You know, some airlines, they leave a middle seat open. This airline did not leave. It was mandated mask wearing, but um, some people were under the nosers, which I completely despise. Oh, uh, yeah. More so in the States than here. Here, I think it's a little more okay. So the whole time I was thinking like, okay, this man, uh, six rows in front of me, he was under the nose when he was finding a seat, but is he over the nose now? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> What were people's attitudes like towards that kind of behavior on the flight? Did anyone sort of stand up and be like, hey, 
you're not doing this right? Or what about the staff on the airline? Oh, no one really speaks up. I think no one really speaks up in any public scenario, mm. um, which is just infuriating to me even more anytime I leave the house or left the house um, in, in Los Angeles or in Nevada, where, you know, I've only, I got a grocery store, people are definitely um, not following it. And in airlines, I think uh, it was definitely more adhered to, but mm. I could sense the atmosphere of the flight was definitely, I'm only wearing a face mask uh, because it's mandated, but I don't actually feel uh, that we're in a pandemic or I understand right. the scientific necessity of it. You know, it just felt more like it was just a part of the outfit and not, uh, we're in a pandemic and therefore I wear this. Did you feel like attitudes were different uh, once you reached Taiwan? Oh, yes. I think my flight to Taiwan, uh, when I got on that flight, uh, even though I was flying, it was there was not a lot of people um, on that flight. And, you know, I felt that everyone on this flight would at least be mentally very cautious. And uh, I assume that they've taken the necessary precautions during COVID to not gather and not, you know, hang out with friends with yeah. masks off. and. You know, it just felt like a safer environment. And so when you came back here, did you have a family home to stay at or did you have to find a quarantine hotel? I did find a quarantine hotel and that was definitely not a fun experience for me personally. I found the experience a little daunting uh, as I don't read uh, or write Mandarin. So I was a lot of, you know, converting the websites to English and I finally managed to... Um, so I had I had a I have Taiwanese friends who they're also U.S. Um, Taiwanese uh, dual national. So I they helped me find a link to something okay. uh, to to the list of quarantine hotels, and then um, and then for I don't know how I found this, but there was like another Google uh, Excel sheet yeah. of, of availability, and I was completely confused by this. Um, and from all the research that I did on these websites it seemed that they were all occupied. Right. And I was really stressing out, and I didn't know if it was because the websites are pretty old. So when you, um, when you click on the room bookings, the, the system maybe doesn't reflect current availability. So uh, I ended up making my own Google Sheet. My partner and I were checking off uh, hotels that we had looked into one by one uh, within, and within the budget that we were looking at. And and then I I think I something finally clicked in me where I thought I'm probably better off calling the hotel as opposed to just looking on their website mm. um, because I know that the customer service here is super great. So then when I called the hotel that I called had availability, but uh, sometime in between booking it and calling it, they were filled. But they referred me to another hotel. Right. So you do think that information could be more accessible to non-Chinese speakers? Oh, definitely. Uh, yes, I think there's a lot of ways to make it uh, easier since, you know, I already have a bit of support, um, you know, Mandarin-wise speak- uh, Mandarin where I could call them and speak to them uh, in Chinese. Yeah. But uh, I can imagine if don't know the language at all uh i don't (laughs) i wouldn't want to be in their shoes (laughs) okay what was your experience like staying in a quarantine hotel itself um it was actually very pleasant i know people have um 
have their, <laughs> they think, have their concerns about it, where they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to need to be here for two weeks, but I was looking forward to it. I thought, finally, I can read a book, have all this uh, sense of responsibilities out the window. So I bought a book. I bought a couple, actually. Um, bought my art supplies. Yeah. Was able to draw and finish finished a, a book and caught up with people over FaceTime, and I really had a blast. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Did the hotel bring meals to you? Yes, they delivered uh, food to me three times a day, and, you know, this is better <laughs> service than I could have imagined, where they just leave the food at your door, they ring the bell, you come get it, um, it's very no contact. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the food is bian dong, but, you know, I think it rotated, you know, at a sufficient level, so I was never that bored. Um it did feel a little unhealthy uh, after a while. But, okay. Uh, I mean, I thought, you know, this is this is quarantine. I can't expect to for this to be a detox <laughs> right now anyway. Um, so now that you are free out of quarantine and living in Taiwan, how are you finding things here? I think I'm in utopia. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and um, I don't think it's... I don't think I could imagine it to be this um, uh, soothing for me mentally because... Like, in the States, even when you, when I walk out the door, I feel like there's always a chance I will get COVID. Like, right. what if I, what if I uh, die today and, and put on a ventilator, <laughs> you know? But yeah. One, I don't walk out with that fear, and it's been so much better for me. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today. Have a nice day and take care. You as well. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'll see you next time.